0: to What a Relief, the untold story of the arts tenure in the Olympics. My name is Elizabeth Riggs. My pronouns are she, her. And my name is Bernadette Sefik, and
1: my pronouns are they, them. We did. And welcome! Welcome. Welcome to
0: the next episode. Oh my god,
1: I can't (laughs) believe you made it this far.
0: Oh, you're really doing it. You're committed to getting the certificate in this weird course that we're teaching you at your fun community college. 100%. I kind of feel like our podcast is the perfect... Certificate
1: in, um, like courses you have to take to be good at bar trivia.
0: Oh, you know, that what I bar mean? trivia certificate you're working on,
1: just like there's like a couple of little niches of history that you kind of have to know a little bit uh, about.
0: Here's the thing though that does make me nervous sometimes, sometimes my sources are dubious, and <laughs> Elizabeth, don't tell them that. Uh, whose isn't okay? Amen, brother. We all, anyone that's gone to college has thrown in. More than one source where they're like, good grief. If if this professor looks into this, even just one click into the internet. Oh, yeah, I'm failed. I'm failed on this assignment. Yeah. But not me, definitely.
1: There was a moment where I was researching something for one of our episodes, and I was reading an article from what I felt was, like, a good source. Uh And they were like, so the people who broke this story um, was BuzzFeed News. And I like recognize that like Buzzfeed has like created a sect of themselves that is journalism. Sure, but I was like, oh man, <laughs> like I not not this. saying that they didn't like break the story, but just like
0: uh, were you bummer? Were, were you worried that you were accidentally inside a quiz?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like and I was, yes. And like I like kept reading the article to like research and at the end it was like, You're a Carrie and I was like, This is the worst (laughs) thing you could have told me.
0: What does this have to do at all with what I've been looking at?
1: Also, if I'm gonna be any of them, I don't wanna be a Carrie. Yeah, sorry. She's got big, you know, pick me main character psychosis energy. Mm. Not a fan.
0: Not that we've divided the audience. (laughs) Let's dive right into it. Oh no, are you a Carrie? Oh, no, I'm not the audience.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't,
0: right. I, I don't know what the audience actually thinks, but I like to think we got a heavy and equal line that runs down the middle. A Big pro carry.
1: I mean, statistically, it's going to be one in four.
0: So uh, for anyone that watches Friends, it's one in six? Yeah. Wow, math is easy. And <laughs> stats and, and information.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And anyone uh, who is a big fan of the Olympics is one in (laughs) 32,000. Wow. Welcome (laughs) to our Sex in the City Meets the Olympics podcast.
0: A crossover event that no one wants and that we barely want.
1: I'll offer. I don't want. You want to know why? (laughs) I've watched the movies multiple times, love them, never watched the show. Not once. Uh, oh man, what a just a lopsided view of the franchise. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I really got to skip some of the mess sure. and only get the climaxes, right? Only get sure. the finales. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, I think there's some like things that are probably bigger deals. Have you ever listened to uh, Worst Idea of All Time? I don't think so. Uh, their second season, all they do is watch uh, Sex and the City okay. two every week um, for a year. Oh, my. And they do a podcast on it. And I'm just going to offer, I think we picked the right one.
0: Like, okay.
1: I think, I think we picked the right podcast. Okay, great. Great. Speaking of which, actually, uh, we're halfway through now. Not to we sure are bum anyone out, but if you've made it this
0: far, might as well get to the end because there's only going to be eight episodes. Yeah, this is some encouragement and some breaking news. <laughs> we finally broke real news. <laughs> finally.
1: <laughs> um. So I get to start out with the history this week. And in classic Bernadette fashion, it's a little cute and all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) So there was these questions that started coming up for me, and also people were listening to our podcast, and this is, like, kind of one of the first times that we're recording post-releasing episodes. Sure. Where people were asking me questions, and I was like, I don't know the answer to that. (sighs)
0: It's like people think we're out here being experts in this. Like, we started making this podcast because we already had this deep wealth of knowledge. I mean, and I'll I'll be honest, I
1: think that's a pretty fair assumption. It's just not right.
0: It's not right. But it's also very kind. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you really do have the most faith in us. Way more than we have in ourselves. But what was
1: a blessing is I got to find out some more facts about the Olympics. Sure. Oh, yeah. The three questions that I'm going to hit during this. So instead of a deep dive, it's going to be like three short dives. Is, um, one, why are professional athletes allowed now? Uh Uh-huh. Because the whole point of the arts being cut is because they're like, they're professionals. Right. Get them out of here. And then now, obviously, all of of the Olympians are professionals. Yes. So, like, what the fuck happened? We lost the original plot of that movie. Um, two, we kind of touched on it last week, but I want to talk about why does the U.S. dominate? Truly. Um... And kind of, like, that energy. Because I, I, in watching it for the first time this year, was just kind of surprised, like, I just kind of figured that our nationalism and kind of the U.S.'s energy I makes it feel like we're always number one. Right. And I was watching these Olympics, and I was like, oh, no, like, we're always placing. Oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to dive into that. And then I just want to do a little segment on weird sports. Please. Because it's been such a hype about the sports that they added this year that I was like, what are some fun ones that they've added
0: over the years? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, this sounds great. Okay. What a fun potpourri. I know. Uh, of, of just things I also have been wondering about. I was thinking about the, the amateur uh, yeah. argument today. So Well, yeah, especially because if we're going to try to get arts back in the Olympics, we got to know where we're coming from. we got to dismantle the crappy straw man argument that they were throwing up. To keep the arts out.
1: Amen. And it's
0: Amen. happening here today. Take it away.
1: Oh, thank you. So, um, the Olympians needed to be amateurs, as we know. That was, like, the original construct of the Olympics by Pierre de Coubertin. Yeah. Um, they had, Olympians had to be amateurs. And what that means is you were not paid for sports. Um, I specify this, like, there was a uh, f- French dude. Um, who won two medals in something, like, crazy off to the side. I think it was, like, swimming and shot-putting or something. But then they found that he got paid once for a game of baseball in college and they Ah. stripped him of of his medals. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so sad. They were, like, in it. So that's what that professional means, is that you have ever been paid. um, There's a lot of people who I think, like, in the arts community who are like, I'm not a professional. And I'm like, I sincerely doubt that because we have all been paid $20 to do the worst theater of our lives, yep. which means we're all professionals. <laughs> and you heard it here first. <laughs>
0: I'm like, do I want to be a professional? It's
1: too late, bud. $20 late. in my pocket. Yeah, it's it's a
0: hard knock life, but it's the truth. $20 in my pocket that the guy that directed the show was like, are you sure you don't want me to keep it, but I'll buy us all pizza? I was like, <laughs> nope. I'm, I really want
1: $20. I'm lactose intolerant and I've got no gas in my car. I was so broke at the time. I was
0: like, I'm so sorry. No. Did I'm he not. really offer that? Are you kidding? Yes. I thought like, you were joking. Would that, That's, he's like, would that be more fun? And I was like, no. It wouldn't. You were
1: offered $20 to do something, and then that man said, what about feeding me pizza instead?
0: Yeah. Oh, my I was God. Like, who here is going to eat $20 worth of pizza with this ragtag ensemble of, <laughs> of people that are all spread way too thin, are too busy to ever, like, hang out outside of the show? No. Anyway. Take the money.
1: Take the money. Sorry, that makes me so mad. Yeah. I always say that art's like, what we are paid is never what we are worth. But sometimes it's like a code of confidence of like, what I spent time-wise on this show was probably like, whatever, a grand. Mm -hmm. And you gave me 50 bucks. But at least that 50 bucks says, thanks.
0: (laughs) It's just something to walk away with. And so what he
1: said is not only no thank you, but... um, Pizza?
0: Care care to give it back?
1: And I was like, no. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to mark. Okay, so that's what it means to be a professional. Great. Uh, You forgive pizza. Um, And then when that changed was in the 1970s. uh, The Olympic athletes at the time could not accept endorsements or prizes, and professionals were not allowed. So you couldn't be a professional up until 1971. Now, there was a specificity of that's when the International Olympic Committee allowed people to get sponsorship, but not, quote, unquote, be professional athletes.
0: But that just raises the question of what do you mean by get paid for sports then? Like,
1: 100%. Yeah. So what what they're thinking or what they're saying is that you are not, like, in the U.S. for swimming. You are not going to a swim meet. And then that venue is paying you money for the tickets that are sold. Right. Just Nike says, hey, here's a shit ton of money. Wear our stuff. Do whatever, bro. Right. Um, So that was then allowed, like, in, in kind. Yeah. So sponsorships were allowed in 1971. And then in 1986, that's when professional athletes were given the permission by the International Federation to compete in every sport in the Olympics. Now, I'll tell you a little bit of why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same energy of when the Arts and Olympics were like everyone was professional anyways. Sure. Um, what was happening, and it was kind of, I mean, this is this is funny to think about at the time, but it was kind of um, an energy to try to get it more uh, diverse and equitable. Sure. So, when before sponsorships were allowed, before professionals were allowed, the only people that were able to participate were, one... Countries that prioritize the Olympics. And two, wealthy people. Because if you think about it, to get good at a sport, you have to be wealthy enough to not have to work all the time. Right. Have uh, the money to maybe hire a coach. Yep. Uh, the money to buy all your equipment. Mm-hmm. The money to train. Mm-hmm. And you, once again, like, you have to have leisure time. The fees. Is very expensive. Alone. Yeah, the fees alone. The gym memberships. You get it. Um, so... It was just, like, a bunch of wealthy club people that were in the Olympics. And then, two, there was this giant discrepancy in between countries that were, like, allowing, like, kind of backhandedly uh, paying athletes and the way that this would happen. And they pointed towards, like, very specifically Soviet Russia Mm. um, and, I believe, uh, China at the time where they would place the athletes that they wanted to compete in, quote-unquote, cushy jobs. So, for instance, they'd be like, you work at this factory, but you're going to work in, like, this cubicle over here in the corner, and no one will notice when you're gone. Okay, (laughs) And then they would pay for coaches. So they're not paying the person, but they're setting it up so that that person had the resources to do all the things necessary, Right you're still
0: transferring value to someone. One hundred percent and resources. Yes, it
1: may not be cash opportunity, money. Opportunity, right? But it's it's all the things that money provides. Sure, just opportunity, time, leisure, um, yeah, training, all of that. Yeah. So, the Olympic Committee was kind of noticing that, like that was happening, and so they were like, "All right, once again, like this is happening, whether we yeah. want it to or not." Um, <clears throat> and so. The tensions were rising. And then a big reason why in 86 it just kind of full broke um, because they were like, let's leak some, like, energy into the sponsorships was because of, obviously, televising the Olympics. Sure. Because um, before it was just, like, you know, countries won medals and everyone wanted to hear about it back home and, like, that was exciting. Sure. But it didn't need to be a spectator sport or it didn't have to be, honestly, very interesting. Sure. Um And then TV was created, and then TV became popular, and yes. then TV became profitable. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly, commercial, like, time and energy was really big, right? Oh, yeah. And so the Olympics are like, we can sell higher commercial time if we get big stars. Of course. And big stars come when they're professionals. So that's honestly just, like... What broke it, um, which I, of course it did, yeah. right? Of course it was money. Yeah. Um, and commercial, because like they were watching basketball and football do what they do. And they were right. like, oh, can I
0: please? Oh, yeah.
1: Um, which was, there's some interesting facts about like when that first happened, football and basketball were a little nervous about um, their own ratings. So like football would only let kids under 23 that were in the league go participate in the Olympics. Hmm. Weird and specific. Okay. But then you infamously get America's quote unquote dream team, which had, you know, like Michael Jordan, uh, which was like really what set them over the top, right? Sure. Like they started professionals, they got the American basketball dream team, and everyone was like, Oh shit, the Olympics are so fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: so sexy. So sexy. Yeah. Specifically, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, my kind of question is. To you, it, or well, like I'm kind of curious on if this is going to come full circle because I had this thought, and this is just me spitting concepts, spitting fire. Right. Um. I was watching basketball a couple days ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, at at the Olympics, and I didn't recognize any of the basketball players. Uh-huh. And I was talking to my partner about it, and uh, we were talking about how none of the big stars in basketball right now would play for the Olympic team because it's extra they're not actively paid by um the Olympic committee, right? Okay. So they're not making the same money that they would in the NBA. And two, it's just a lot more time and opportunity to get hurt, which is like huge Such sports, a big deal. Right? Yeah. It's yep. so like as soon as you are out for a game, that's a huge amount of money that you're losing. Yeah. Um, And so I'm really curious on, like, how far that's going to go of, like, maybe as uh, more sports become popular in other arenas, it will actually be more and more amateurs in the Olympics because people not wanting to risk. Well, there's also just different versions of sports, like tennis has grand slams and, like, swimming has championships, but, like, the Olympic is is the goal. But for basketball, I wouldn't say, like... A gold medal is the goal. Right.
0: Absolutely. Right. It's not the pinnacle of playing that particular sport. Right. Yeah. The pinnacle is the World Series or the Super Bowl. Exactly. Or which uh, football. I'm
1: curious if we're going to see that with baseball. Just like once again, more opportunity to injure yourself or to get tired out and not play.
0: I will say I, I know like American baseball is so huge in America. But, like, n- like there, then you got the factor of, like, other countries aren't all playing the same sports. Totally. So then it's, like, we could get all kinds of fun, like, weird, different sports in on this. But also, n- every country isn't going to have a baseball team yeah. to submit, to play baseball. Yeah. Like, it, you know, which so not every could... country plays every sport anyway,
1: but just something right. to think about. But so then, like, I think the U.S. would stop submitting their top players. Or, like, top yeah. players would be less interested in going... Because there would be less prestige in winning. Sure. Um, Yeah. Like, if there's only whatever, you know, like, eight Mm -hmm. other teams. Right. I don't know. It's fascinating. It was just something I was contemplating. I was like, I wonder if, like, the Olympics are around long enough then maybe actually more amateurs.
0: Like, we've had a
1: ramp up of professionals, and then it's kind of coming down.
0: Right. But you, there's just not – there's no way that every sport will go through that at the same time. So you'll have some sports where it's just like – the most talented person on the whole planet is here to play this game and then you'll have other sports where it's like some of the faces you think you might see here tonight they're not here, <laughs> not here so we got these other people that look the which makes sport. sense why
1: they make such a big deal out of gymnastics and swimming is mm-hmm. because like this is the number one opportunity for them yeah. to become like household names in their sport 100% uh, alright, alright, that makes okay, sense. We love it.
0: I can't wait to just grow older.
1: <laughs> keep, an eye out,
0: keep an eye on the old thing.
1: Sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> alright, second question. Why does the U.S. dominate? Uh, this one is someone I found super interesting, yeah. and also has another like, it might change in the next kind of situation. Okay. Just like the last one. So, uh, it's basically the U.S. follows a different method than everyone else. Mm-hmm. The U.S., Puts forth its athletes through, basically... Or relies on the collegiate system to train athletes. Okay. The U.S., fun fact, is the only country in the Olympics that doesn't pay its athletes to go.
0: Okay. Isn't that shocking? I am very surprised by that. It seems super weird. Well, Team USA has such insane sponsorships. There's a lot of money there. So, once again, like all the U.S.,
1: it's been privatized and corporatized. So, like, in other countries where they have, like put you know have a little bit of socialism or have a little bit of the government getting its shit together and supporting its people the u.s is like find your own way bitch and then and so unless you're good enough that nike's like i'm interested in you it's very privatized right it's very let's find out but what this allows for is more contenders which is why yes. we're winning. So the U.S., since it relies on just individuals being trained in sports through the collegiate system, yeah. and then once they get good in the collegiate system, like, on their own, they're like, I want to go to the Olympics, right? And they go on that path. Mm-hmm. It's not the U.S. going door-to-door and being like, would you like to get into the Olympics? Oh, sure,
0: right. Monsieur? We sent our second biggest team this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: like 320-something, I want to say. That's Maybe crazy. more. And I don't know if you've noticed, but when uh,
1: during the sports, when they announce the people who are competing, they'll often announce what college they're at, which is also so weird to me because it really places like their age. And I'm like, oh, they're a sophomore in college children. (laughs) Yeah, it's super weird. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, But so they're like in training with their like specific things. Mm. So in other countries, specifically when you look at Russia or China or Germany, they follow different um thing which is they identify competitors at an early age yes and then kind of put all of their eggs into one basket in terms of training them and mm-hmm. paying them to train which is super cool right um and then pushing them towards the olympics so and the uh, which is kind of pro us is that we allow for late bloomers sure right like say you don't have access personally like in terms of Uh, money or like family generational wealth to train in a sport when you're young yep but say, like, when you go to college, you find that sport, you get good at that, you have scholarship with it or whatever, there's more, like, ability to jump the gun when you're whatever, like, 19, 20. Yeah. Like, oh, I actually turns out I'm a great sprinter, I'm going to really train in that right now. Sure. Whereas in these other countries, they have to identify you, like, super young, and there's not room for you to be, like, a 21-year-old who's like, I think I'm going to get really good at basketball, actually. Sure,
0: sure. <laughs> well, and you think, too, like, I don't know. I know that... Um, there's been a lot of like backlash, about like pulling kids so young to like yeah. basically set them on this path that yeah. like hopefully ends in you uh, doing really well in this, but maybe not. Yeah. Like maybe you'll you'll fall out of the program at some point. Like it is just interesting to take um, those kids so young and be like, "This is what's important to you now, and mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of set you on this path, uh, whether you want to or not." Sometimes is the way it seems. So, a hundred percent. The age thing is really interesting. And good on the U.S. for keeping the
1: door open, right? And it, and it does. It does. Eighty uh, percent of summer Olympics team of the U.S. summer Olympic team comes from college. Wow, eighty percent of them are college That's students. That's Wild. Which, like, honestly, no wonder the Olympic Village is so horny. Right. It's a it's a hot and bothered like place. Dorms where everyone's hot yeah. and they're at the Olympics, the adrenaline is high and they're oh, all totally. children.
0: Well and sometimes I there's gotta be so much like nerves to like
1: let's sleep yes. together
0: tonight because tomorrow I might really embarrass myself in front of <laughs> everyone right. in the world and I just have to capitalize on being kinda cool right now. Like,
1: Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I'm sure the first night is a nightmare.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um so in all of the ways that Um, So anyways, the lineation of that is that when the United States is able to pull from such a greater pool Uh of thousands and thousands of thousands, they're able to find the best to put forth with the Olympics, whereas other countries are not pulling from as big a pool, so therefore you don't have um, as many players and as good.
0: And you've got everybody in a very similar training system, I would assume, if it's a little bit more government run. Yes. So maybe there were benefits of people coming from different walks of totally. life and different ways of training and different backgrounds. Like I, I can very much see that being advantageous to your team. Totally. I read
1: a uh, article though, that was like, what if this is the last Olympics where the U S dominates? And this is really fascinating. So for all of the U.S.'s strengths in the Olympics, they're going away classic. So one, the big part about how equitable and diverse it is to allow anyone from anywhere, to, like, get trained in college and then go and become a professional. Sure. Obviously, with the crazy rising costs of college, yep. you're actually just doing the opposite, That's right? what
0: came to my mind immediately. I was like, oh, but nobody wants to go to college anymore. It's so expensive. Right. Like- so for a long time, this was the thing. And it yeah. made sense, right? Um, just like
1: how all of our parents are like, just go to college. You'll be fine. You could be an Olympian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I assume.
1: Not to you? Oh, no. interesting. I got that so much. Really, did
0: he? Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Such a supportive family.
1: Yeah, uh, 100%. But so, so as, as college prices rise and completely decimate any opportunity for the poor to go into higher education, well, then obviously the pool... Slows right, sure. the pool gets smaller and once again less diverse. Yeah, so that's one reason why the U.S. is going to be pulling from a smaller pool. And then, two, oops,
0: <laughs> cancel student debt. <laughs> uh, it's almost like, yeah,
1: win gold medals, cancel student debt. That seems like a pretty easy option. I want
0: it to be like something like uh, like uh, the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, yeah, always did like, all right, uh, if we get six home runs, everyone gets like 25 cent Slurpees at a yes. quick trip. And I was like, sick. Okay, if we get X number of gold medals as an Olympic team, all student debt gets canceled. Like, let's have that be like a fun thing. Anyone in power, if you're listening, which I know you're not. I don't know. Just Can we consider it? I'm just saying
1: there's options. There's benefits in so many different angles. A hundred percent. It's called having an open mind. Never heard of it? <laughs> also, the... Uh, here at the Rockies Stadium, uh, Taco Bell gives out free tacos when the Rockies do well. So I'm just saying, like, I love it's that. basically like free Taco Bell tacos. And that, my friend, is heaven.
0: That's just a nice thing to give your citizenry.
1: <laughs> so there's that. And then secondly, with COVID-19, one of the... Uh, so schools have been losing money, obviously. Right. apprenticeship, All this shit going down. Um, and with that, sports are being cut. So specifically a lot of the sports like gymnastics and swimming, Mm -hmm. um, those programs are getting cut in in huge numbers, uh, which I didn't really realize, around the country right now. So there's kind of like no, therefore, like training pool. To, I mean, pool as a pun.
0: (laughs) Oh, spirits.
1: (laughs) No training pool to pull from for the Olympics. So it's kind of looking like maybe in, like, 28, when the Olympics are in L.A. Right. There is a possibility that we'll have, like, far less people to put forth, right? Because those careers are so short.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: and in eight years, it's going to be a whole new... Group Absolutely. Of
0: people for like almost every sport right
1: if not all so it's really curious on like there's I read a lot of people just being really curious on like what that's gonna look like yeah um there were some people who were advocates of like maybe going to a model where it becomes a little bit more of a club aspect and what the pro of this is is if the institutions of education are no longer pushing to become sports training centers perhaps they'll focus on education.
0: You know what?
1: No. Don't get my hopes up like that. I know. There there were some critics who were like, you know, maybe this is a good thing because if we create more of this club aspect or government aspect, like, maybe schools won't focus so much on sports and that will be good. Yeah. And I'm, like, with it, but then once again you're losing access locationally and you're losing – access in, like, communities that it's not a given that they would have, like, the first pull into club sports. Like, we can already sure. see club... Th- the sports that are club in the U.S. right now are predominantly, like, wealthy and white. Mm. So,
0: just some thoughts. Fascinating. Just some thoughts oh. right there. Interesting to do some just light predicting of the future on I know. this podcast. Light. I love it. But light. Very
1: light. Uh, and then the last question. This one's quick, I promise, but it's so fun. Uh... What are some weird sports? <laughs> what are they? So the sports that were added to this year mm-hmm. were baseball slash softball.
0: <laughs> Which is wild because those are different. But it's fine. Yes. Well, it's fine. same
1: field is why they care. Whatever. It's all about the money. Uh, just to be specific, this is not the first time it was in the Olympics. It was in the Olympics three Olympics ago. But it was dropped from two. And now it's back. So baseball slash softball is back. And then they added karate, skateboarding. Sport climbing and surfing. And I know what you're asking. Why? Why? (laughs) Uh, Turns out they're trying to get a
0: younger uh, viewer demographic. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Almost Uh, like, I don't know. It's because it's all broadcast. (laughs) Whatever.
1: It's almost like because we've got real world horrific problems right now and we don't give a shit about the Olympics or nationalism. And they're just like, hey, check it. But hey, check it. Hey, look, look. Remember Tony Hawk? It, not only that, but he's... I don't know if you saw him, but he's like uh, narrating. Oh, uh,
0: spect- um, commentator. Yeah. yeah. there you go. So Spectator. it's exactly
1: the energy. You remember Tony Hawk?
0: If you don't remember Tony Hawk, go ahead and just stop this podcast.
1: And go listen to the soundtrack of his third game. Because Tony Hawk 3 has an incredible soundtrack. <laughs> and then come back to the podcast.
0: Right, and then fine, fine. Come back if you want. <laughs>
1: Whatever. <laughs> okay. You might get lost in it. Um, and then... Uh, in- so that's in uh this year in Paris 2024 they're re-dropping baseball and softball. I heard that. But and they're dropping karate, but they're adding breakdancing. Which I am so excited
0: about. I'm so excited about breakdancing. Oh, a, a little bit of so I think you uh so you think you can dance? Yes, at the Olympics? I think it's going to be so good. And I'm oh. also really
1: curious on like who's going to dominate
0: I think the US
1: will be up there, but I don't know. There's like some big communities in China and Japan.
0: Yeah. Oh, and like in France. Oh, yeah. I do think they're playing to like some of their strength. Uh, 100%. Whatever. Back at it again. It's your
1: Olympics. So, a fun fact about like how are these sports chosen and why does it seem to be so wishy washy? Yes. The way it works is, and I'm always constantly surprised by how much power the host country has and how little the IOC has. Yes. So, the IOC creates a list of sports that they want to add. So they, like, debate. They figure it out. And then they submit it to the host country. And then mm-hmm. the host country decides which ones that they want to allow in. Right. And it's mostly based off of what they think
0: they can build. That's what I was going to say. It has to be a space thing. Yeah. And, like, a well, we just don't have a yeah a velcro wall sorry <laughs>
1: sorry <laughs> so like yeah so japan was like yeah we can build a baseball field yeah and, and they um, got a decent amount of baseball in japan too yeah so. they totally do yeah. and but then paris was like fuck no no baseball <laughs> for us but we do have a tiny little a tiny little square for some break dancing
0: <laughs> i get hope it they, in here i am always excited to see like where some of the settings are for the different events because they're usually like very interesting. And I'm excited to see some breakdancing in the streets of Paris. A hundred percent. That's gonna be
1: sick. I'm so excited. And uh, I'm really curious on what's gonna lay over for LA.
0: I can't wait to do this podcast again in four years. Oh my god. <gasps> this could be a four-year pod. That's actually really, it's really cute. cute because we just keep coming back to each other. That's like, actually so precious. This damn podcast kept us together through all the time. I'm gonna be honest.
1: Call me. Let's do it. Call me. Because we'll be at such a different place and the world will be at a different place. Whew. But then, like, you know, it's all these limited runs. We do eight yeah. episodes here. Eight episodes in four years.
0: I love it. It's the exact amount of commitment that I can handle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> give the people what they want, but only small in small doses. doses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. So I want to give you just a couple of fun sports that were around at some point, uh, just like how we Please. see the wish of today. Yes. Uh, one, there's one that's still going on today. I didn't know about it. Do you know speed walking?
0: <gasps> yes, speed walking is fascinating. I am shocking that it's an Olympic sport. It's hilarious. It's so fun. One of the rules is you always have to have one foot on the ground. Yes, that's how they classify it as walking. I
1: love it. Yep. I just, I just saw some pictures, and it just looks like a little crowd.
0: Also, because like obviously they can't go that much faster than each other. I have genuinely thought about how intense the urge must be to break into a run if you're just like barely behind somebody and you're about to end your race like the amount of willpower you have to have (laughs) to be a a olympic speedwalker and not give in to like just run you know like (laughs) that would be me I kept thinking I would I would disqualify
1: myself. Like, like seeing these bunches of people, yeah. I kept thinking like, oh, I it would be hard not to push them over, right? Because <laughs> like all you can do is walk and you can't do much more. And I would be like, mm,
0: get out of my way, and push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like we would both uh, we, we would both used. cheat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool,
1: cool. Uh, all right. Um, this is probably my, one of my favorite ones. Did you know in the Paris nineteen hundred Olympics, okay, there was the sport of poodle clipping. What? Yes, the dog poodles, grooming them. Oh, this is so fucking French right
0: now. (laughs) And it's exhausting,
1: It's so fucking wild. So the way, and this is my favorite part, it's not about cutting one poodle and how good does it look. It's about how many poodles. No, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense at all. You can clip in two hours. Such a giant time frame. Such a massive time frame so wild remember how
0: you were like swimming is boring no (laughs) this is boring the only element that might kind of jazz it up is you get one wild dog and then it's like fuck this right i was secretly trained by a different country to ruin your games (laughs) you know like get some poodles sabotaging some countries
1: so the guy that so it was um here's the thing the it was a trial run for the sport so it did not come back the next year (laughs) But it was still put on by the country, right? It was just like in trial, uh, place. And the guy who won gold, just because I know you're d- begging to know, he did clip 17 poodles. That's such a low number, forget it. Two hours. Well, here's what's crazy to me there's no way to regulate it. You, you, you can't have all the poodles be the same size, no, right? Or have the same like exact hair texture. Yep. What if or you the got a dog that, like, I was gonna say, what if you got a dog that bit?
0: That's or why I like, was saying, why wouldn't other countries sneak into that to sabotage each other and train some dogs to, like, sabotage the other countries?
1: I 100% would. Oh, God. It's so, a very,
0: very niche play there. Also, like, what if you For, like, a get... a like,
1: a short play It seems time. like quantity over quality, right? Yeah. It's not like, like, how does the dog look afterwards? It's like, mm-hmm. is it just cut? Is it cut? It, is the hair
0: on it? <laughs> you win. <laughs> I just feel like I... I am so certain that there are um, people that could shear more sheep mm. in two hours mm. than the dog thing. Yes. That's why I was just, like, underwhelmed. That would be,
1: like, if it was, like, a bunch of rough and tough ranchers, like, that oh would be gosh, interesting. yeah. But the Frenchness of, like, a poodle cutting ceremony. <laughs> oh, yes. I brought my best shears, yes. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. French at all. No, and I, and can I just say, I loved it. <laughs> ah, yes, the, the poodle. Is
0: scissors, yeah,
1: yeah, Could I have a croissant? I am hungry after cutting so much P- pudale. pudale.
0: <laughs> oh no. I don't know if we can let this out. We are actors, we are showing that our accent work is...
1: Uh, rusty. Are you kidding me? Mine's always been so bad that I don't even have any on my fucking resume. <laughs> my accents... Are are have you ever seen uh the Kermit the Frog doing accents? Oh, I don't know. He just says the name, and I feel like that very authentically. He's like, all right, all right, here we go. Uh, Al Pacino. All right, that was my Al Pacino. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, Frazier. All right, that was my Fraser. Uh, that's that's all I bring Excellent. to the table. <laughs> You know, my, my impression of permanent uh, doing impressions. Thank you.
0: We we promised you a healthy dose of self-sabotaging humor <laughs> in this podcast right here.
1: You didn't know what angle it was coming from. You sure didn't. We didn't either. All right. Next. 1908 motorboating. This doesn't seem that crazy at the top. I know.
0: I'm waiting for the crazy. I know it's there. This
1: is what's funny about it. Okay. So it was only in 1908. This is a long time ago. This okay, is back yeah. when they thought, like, motors and boats were going to kill you. So boats were okay. not made to go past 20 miles an hour. Oh, dear. So the reason it didn't go on is because there is no skill in driving a boat that can only go so fast. So they all be- <laughs> placed, like, the same. <laughs> like, it's just, like, from, from like, 100 meters back. And they all just went vroom and showed up at the same location at the same time.
0: <laughs> they all just went Vroom. <laughs>
1: So it was like a nightmare. They're like, never mind,
0: never mind. <laughs> oh, this was so stale, and everyone's feelings are so up and, <laughs> and uptight about this. Yeah, it's like it's
1: like NASCAR if everyone had could only go ten miles an hour.
0: I'm thinking about um like the like a U-Haul van that like everybody surely at some point in their life uses to move. They all have regulators on them. They right. really go so fast and you just max out at a certain speed. And I'm just imagining all these boats have regulators on them. Yeah,
1: they're just chilling. They're just sitting in the water, chilling at 20 miles an hour. I just thought that was so funny. Oh I really gosh. liked the oversight on that one. Uh, all that right, was, right. Second that to was last. Good. Yeah. Tug of war. That was just a new information one to me. Mm. And I was shocked that it was around for so long. It was from the 1900 Olympics to the 1920 Olympics.
0: Just, like, what? That's just a fun yard game. Yeah. But here's the thing. I would still watch. Mm, 100%. Maybe Maybe if
1: you freeze it as, like, um, team strength competition. Was it teams? Were there individuals? No, it was all team. Okay. So, like, that's fun. It's like a strength, like a team strength building one. Wait, I changed my mind. That one's not weird. That one's fun. I want it to come back.
0: It does kind of seem like
1: a yard sport, though.
0: It does. Like, I'm not mad about it. I just... It's like, who can hopscotch the best? It's like, I'm proud. I'm impressed. It doesn't infuriate me like the poodle shearing at all. (laughs) All
1: right. And lastly, the one that we've hinted at every single episode since we've started. (laughs) The 100-meter freestyle event for Greek Royal Navy sailors. Yes! (laughs) This is what I love about it. I had assumptions, like back when we started this thing, when I read this insane thing, that like, well, maybe this was... Uh, an event back when it was only in the Greek Olympics. Right. Like like a, a way long time Wait, ago. Wait,
0: it wasn't? This was during international games? Yup! <laughs> it just feels exclusionary from the jump. Yeah.
1: It's uh, so funny. Okay. So, the way that they got away with this is because it was the first one. So, the first international Olympics that Pierre de Coubertin started yeah. happened in Athens as like an homage to where they came from. Right, right, right. So, and like we said, the host country has always had a bit more power than the IOC. Right. So this is at the 1896 Olympics. And it is thought that perhaps, or it is speculated, that they add this in to increase their medal count. (laughs) Which is like... so cheap! (laughs) It's so cheap. Ah. And what I love is when we first talked about, like on the first episode, Athens wasn't super stoked about... It becoming international. Right, right. They were like, this is kind of our thing. And then you took it and you made it something else. And so like as a uh, olive branch, they were like, okay, we'll just, we'll have it with you. Like you can start it off. You can kick it off. But I kind of feels to me like a little dirty of like, we're still going to have sports just for us, just for the homies, the OGs, yeah. <laughs> none for you,
0: baby. The people that were born into it kind of, hundred which is a little not great. Wow. I had no idea. Uh, I definitely okay. had assumed it had to have been ancient times. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. They were just kind of keeping it themselves. No. Why not name it after yourself? So
1: there were other swimming events, obviously. Right. And this was just like a very specific one. Um, only three men competed. Which they all placed. No oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know you might be scared on the math there, but they all made it. No, I'm feeling pretty confident. And uh, this might be shocking. All the medals went to Greek men. <laughs> Greece really won all of those medals. No twists or turns in that story. A hundred percent to the end. Um, The one fun fact is the guy that won gold in the hundred meter Greek Royal Navy sailor competition did finish a whole minute, a whole minute slower than the regular 100 meter men's swimming that year.
0: This, all this feels like is three friends that, that their dad is like wealthy enough to just buy them an event at the Olympics. And they're like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to race each other and uh, we're going to name it this. Cause like, uh, yeah, dude, I have no doubt. Actually, a,
1: th- a fact about the tug of war is it was a popular uh, sport in like old white men clubs. <laughs> which is why it became an Olympic sport, is, like, I think that there was all these dudes who were, like, at clubs smoking cigars, and they're like, a tug of war! And then they're like, we're Olympians, let's go! And so I have no Good doubt grief. that this there was the same energy of just, like, some Greek, like, drunk guys were like, get us in there! This is gonna crush. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. So I know <sighs> the those three little segments
0: deep-dived a little bit, but there we are. We learned more. We sure did. And we, we got a lot... Out of all of them. Oh. I'll speak for the audience, and I'll speak for myself. Thank
1: also. you. Um, so my, my oh, we had a, a moment of, um, what do you call it? future telling for each one. We did. The first one, I think there's going to be less professionals in the future. The second one, I think that the U.S. is going to dominate less in the future. And the third, I think we're going to f- see more fun, cool youth <laughs> sports in the future. I'm thinking 2040?
0: Fortnite, okay. Oh my gosh, I could, yeah.
1: And I, I don't see mean that. I don't mean saying Fortnite is in like I'm trying to seem hip and cool. I mean, every single person that I talk to under the age 25 plays Fortnite. Sure. So I, I think it'd be honestly weird if the Olympics didn't I have it. I could see
0: video games for sure. And hell, why not Fortnite? Like, why the f- they yeah. they have some pretty wild competitions of their own right now? Yeah, with some crazy money. A hundred percent. Yeah, sure. All right, get in there. Get in there, you. Wow, thank you so much. Oh, um, Oh my god, what is that? It's today in sports. Sports, 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 sports.
1: It came sports.
0: back, but it's someone else's voice. Sports, 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 sports. So the Olympics are still happening. That's nice, I guess. Oh, yeah, baby. It's not shut down yet, but that doesn't mean it could be. Uh, Fingers crossed. <laughs> some people are currently out there being like, yikes. 100%. I did want to do a quick, uh, as of this. Recording medal count. Please do. Who's got what? I would love that. So far, uh, well, this isn't helpful. The list I'm looking at doesn't have them in order of like who has what. Dumb. Okay. Let's just start off with the host country Japan. 13 medals so far. We got eight gold, two silver, three bronze. Good old US hanging in there with 15 (laughs) medals, seven gold, three silver, five bronze. China has 18.
1: Ooh, so they surpassed. They sure
0: have, and this this is a pretty pretty common Olympic tale where China gets way out in front for a while there. Interesting. Um, okay. So uh, six gold, five silver, seven bronze, and then this actually leads me to something I wanted to discuss. Okay. Which is the ROC. Yes. Which is um, uh, Ru- the Russian Olympic Committee. Right. But they have like a flag that
1: just is the Olympics. Correct. Are they refugees? But no, there's a separate refugee team.
0: Correct. So yes, let's touch on both of those. Okay. First things first, the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee, has twelve medals so far. So they are wow. really up in it. They've got four gold, five uh, silver, three bronze. So when I saw that they were like placing so high, just in terms of medal count, this early on, it's like I know nothing about this Russian Olympic Committee. First of all, three hundred and thirty-five athletes. That's a massive number. It is a insanely huge number. I feel confident about saying one of the largest delegations of athletes from any country at the Olympics right yes, now. Yes, yes. So, uh, basically, it's athletes from Russia who can compete under the ROC designation, but not Russia itself. The reason being that Russia has been banned from the Olympics currently. I believe they can come back to it in 2022 by uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport because of... Their state level doping scheme, which I am going to do a deep dive on next episode. Yeah. All you need to know is that a thousand Russian athletes were found uh, to be a part of the statewide a doping thousand? scheme. thousand? They were either uh, found to have benefited or been involved in this scheme um, between 2011 and 2015. Was this
1: a part of an international or um, a private investigation? Or like a national investigation?
0: I don't know. I'm planning on touching more on that in the next episode when I do a deeper dive on it. Because there's so much that I'm like, I want to keep as much of it together. But I did want to touch on the fact that there are 335 athletes as part of this group who, like, aren't playing on behalf of Russia. But Russia's still in the name. How do you get around it? So, um, basically, any athlete is eligible to compete under that designation from Russia as long as they play as a neutral. They cannot basically... um, they can wear the colors of Russia as part of their uniform, but they cannot show the Russian flag or play the Russian anthem if they were to win a gold medal, which, you know, you get up on And it doesn't podium. go to Russia's count. Correct. It goes to this other separate count under the ROC, the Russian Olympic uh, Committee. Fascinating. It's just, it is a, it is like a workaround. And it, I get that yeah. they're trying to, like, not ding the athletes who are not a part of this doping scheme, and they're trying to punish the country by yeah. being like, these don't actually belong to you. But history is going to read this as being like... A hundred percent. all these Russian athletes, and they all wore the colors and blah, blah, blah. Like, it might as well have been Russia. I think
1: the reason why I kind of like it is because it's such a sad, small window of the years that often people find themselves, like, competing. Oh, yeah. Or just this physically level. able
0: to at all. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, not to mention that one uh, Russian gymnast who's been competing for, like, since the fucking 80s. Yes. Which is insane. Yeah. And she's still competing today. But, like, for the most part, like, Simone Biles was like, I was going to retire this year, but she stick- stuck around for, um, like, publicity's sake in sure. terms of trying to keep uh, the U.S. accountable towards the sexual assault mm-hmm. um, charges against the... Um, Gymnast doctor. Yes. But anyways, like, the fact that the woman who's, like, at the top of all the game, Simone Biles, like, her run being, like, whatever,
0: five years, is, like, crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I do love that she's sticking around to be like, mm No, I love it. We need we need some actual change. Yeah. And some people that were here in the before times to hold people accountable after all the fallout. So. Yeah. We'll talk about I it more on it. next episode. But Agreed.
1: Um, it's just crazy to me what a small time period people compete in, in terms of their lives. Yeah. And so I get that, on like... On the human level,
0: I'm 100% yeah. for it. I think it's Some, just like, is Russia going to learn a lesson
1: from this? Truly? I, my question is, has any nationality ever learned
0: a lesson from a slap on the wrist? No, no, of course <laughs> not. Of course not. But then you touched on the IOC refugee, uh, yes. team. Yes. So there's 29 athletes that are part of this team cool. from Syria, the Democratic Republic of Congo, South Sudan, Eritrea, Venezuela, Iran, Afghanistan, and Cameroon. Awesome. Eight different countries. So uh, they were out there super excited to be competing. Um, and they're all, of course, refugees from those countries. Um, the first time they had a team, for refugees specifically was the Rio Games, which was just the last Summer Olympics. Yeah. There were only 11, um, or I'm sorry, only 10 athletes. So it's about tripled in size. Which is super cool. You hope that size would go down. You'd hope that maybe oh. things could get better. And then, like, there wouldn't have to be, like, a refugee um, uh, think about it that Olympic way? team. But, like, here we are. It's getting bigger. Uh, so maybe we could just kind of use that as a way to go, oh, maybe we should work a little harder on some of these. Like, well,
1: my hope things. is that maybe it creates just some rhetoric and some energy around talking about refugees. 100%. Because we I love that. We're at an all-time high of like um Uh, what's that specific kind of racism that you call it where you don't allow people into your country that don't look like you? Is that xenophobia? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, we're uh, you know, the 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 post uh says that we're at an all-time high. And also, we're at an all-time high. No, no, not an all- but we're at a not an all-time high, but a shocking rise in um, fascist government. So yeah. I think maybe the refugee number is going to go up. And so
0: perhaps actually more energy towards creating space for them yep. might be great. Absolutely. I think extending this opportunity to those people has to feel so incredible. And yeah. they have overcome more than athletes that get to be in their home country and feel very supported by a nation and all this stuff like I wish them all the best I wish they would just dominate every event no but I'm with you it feels weird to say man I really hope there's more refugees next year oh totally no on the human level I'm 100% for it when you look at it as like holding up a mirror to what's actually going on in the world it's pretty sobering (laughs) that it's tripled in size yeah um but anyway those are two like uh groups that are out there playing sports yeah One is, like, a bit of a question mark. The other one you're just
1: like, oh, all the best. um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is my first week of ever watching the Olympics. Um, I kind of, once again, just want to mention, like, I totally get that, like, fun camaraderie you get of having something on the TV, like, all day, every day. You're, like, checking in about it. And I love it. Um, But as we mentioned before, I really thought you'd get to see more of the different sports. Mm. And you really only get, like, a lot of gymnastics and a lot of swimming. And you get all the qualifiers where other ones you don't even get to see, like, their meddling um, sporting events. Yep. Uh, And that's been kind of a bummer for me. Specifically, I think swimming is really boring. (laughs) Again, I'll say it again. And there's another reason why I've been frustrated with meddling recently is like, so there's all this energy around like Michael Phelps and like swimming as um, pulling in the best athletes and how they're so amazing. When in reality, I'm not saying that they're not good athletes, obviously they are, obviously. But there's just so much more opportunity for them to meddle. So it just feels kind of weird to me that like Michael Phelps won 8 medals like that famous photo of him right wearing them all of them. But like he's a good swimmer, so of course every opportunity there is to show up for swimming,
0: sure he's going to do well. So many events, so many events. Right. Whereas and I mean very similar with like um any sport that's just like about running like there's right. a lo- also a lot of events a lot of distances yeah. lots of relays lots of like we have one person on the track No, it's four there's yeah. a baton element yeah. like there I completely know what you're saying whereas someone that does only shot put <laughs> right you get your one shot put event I assume unless surprise me internet there's a bunch of shot put events I don't know about <laughs> and yeah you medal or you don't yeah or you're only you only do um Oh, gosh, the ribbon event for gymnastics. That's yes. All, you're only a
1: ribbon event. Your only thing.
0: And that's
1: all. The thing I like about gymnastics, even though they have a bunch of different opportunities to get medals as well, yeah. um, or like whatever, five, mm. um, I really like that they are just drastically different events. Being a great competitor on the floor is not going to necessarily translate to the bars, right? And so they're, like, really showing up in all these different ways. 100%. It's
0: very different skills. Right. Each one. And it's incredibly impressive that one person can really master a lot of them, if not all.
1: Right. So this might – I feel divisive. I mean, I feel like I'm pissing off. There's going to be a whole sect of people who are, like, big swimmer people. But to me, like, Michael Phelps, like, can you do this in 50 meters? or can, And then you get another goal for 100 meters. To me, it's like, all right. The athletes that are the best at what they do in beach volleyball, right? To me, like, their training, their intensity, their commitment is just as much. And if we were giving them as equal opportunity, it'd be like, all right, now the sand is wet. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, um now It's really sunny. <laughs>
0: it's... it's overcast. Yeah, yeah no
1: sunscreen.
0: No water. Like <laughs> yeah, just that's what it awful. feels like.
1: <laughs> um well I was I was thinking about that because I was watching Beach Olympics this time. Yeah. And the reporter was like, Yeah, it's only 80 degrees out. Uh, but the sand is hundred and thirteen.
0: Oh <gasps> my god. And I was like, That, that sucks. What? Oh
1: yeah. Oh my oy. god. Okay. So all I'm saying is maybe either cut down on the swimming events or give everyone else. Equal amount of opportunity, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, agree. then then we're going into a month long Olympics, and I'm interested. Oh my god! Oh, those athletes would be so tired. Oh,
0: so so <laughs> tired They'd be like, it's really not worth it. I'm not like prepared. there is a point of diminishing return for us.
1: Um, tell me the favorite thing that you've watched so far.
0: Um, I've been loving watching just. Genuinely, the sweetest 13-year-olds crushing at skateboarding. (gasps) That was what I was going to say, too. Which did also take me down a rabbit hole because I remembered growing up, there was, like, a lot of scandal around um, age uh, restrictions, like, an age um, limit. Basically, you needed to be a certain age to compete around gymnastics. Like, you have to at least be 16. and would, especially like Russia, that program would bring in just the teeniest, tiniest little athletes, where we are like, there's no way that you're 16. There's just no way. Right. And the scandal, and people trying to figure it out, and like, should we even let them compete? Blah, blah, blah. So, so I'm super curious. This is a good fun so fact. So there is some age stuff. Uh, the IOC actually allows each individual international sports federation to set the age limit oh, for interesting. their sport. So the IOC doesn't have any say. Um, so... There are no age uh, limits or restrictions of any kind uh, around skateboarding uh, or surfing, which is also in the Olympics. Fun. Um, but gymnastics, you have to be at least 16, as I mentioned. Then there's boxing. Boxing, you have to be between 18 and 40. So there's also a ceiling. That, that seems smart because you're
1: just punching someone in the skull. I know. And they're
0: just like, <laughs> after a certain point, we have noticed this is bad for you. So yeah. we're just going to like call it for you. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of was interesting to me like uh uh sky brown who was one of the skateboarders uh that is part of the olympics on behalf of great britain was 12 when she qualified are you serious to skate yes and then was uh, lucky 13 by the time she actually uh competed oh you're Tokyo. kidding me that's so awesome that we've also got um the woman that's competing that is uh, a bit a bit older yeah in the average age oksana
1: Chuzovetina. She is from Uzbekistan. Right. So I was wrong on the last episode, not Russia. She's from Uzbekistan. um, And she is competing this year. Mm -hmm. It's going to be her last year, which I kind of watched and it was very tearful. And there's like, obviously, everyone. I see that as well. um, And she's 46. 46.
0: Yes. Which I also am like, that is inspirational in its own way to have stuck with the sport for that long and to continue to like get yourself to the Olympics and qualify and all that. Like, Incredibly impressive. A
1: hundred percent. And also just like the pictures of how long she's been at it. Like that's a really hard sport on your body and oh she's gosh, been yes. going for it.
0: Yeah. Um but I love it. I love that she came and competed yeah. and had her moment in the really sun again and it was like, all right. Which see is y'all cool. Later. Because
1: we I was talking about how like what a short lifespan um Olympians have, but like in reality that is all up to you. A short and... lifespan
0: to play their sports. We wish every Olympian a long happy life. <laughs> Very long. Uh, are
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that they don't take them out back and shoot them after no. they retire? Like, you
0: still got something to give society. All
1: right. Sure. hundred
0: uh, uh, percent. But anyway, that was just something that I wanted to flag because it was a rabbit hole I went down where I was like, whoa, wait, wait. I thought there was like an age limit. And there are, but it's very distinct to each sport. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, now you know. I'd have to say my favorite has definitely been, I have to, I have to put out skateboarding because, and if you haven't watched it yet, I really recommend you do it yeah. because It is really fun. I'm going to say it's pretty precious because all of these kids, so I don't know if you noticed, but basically most of them are wearing AirPods while they're skating. And I love just, like, this new generation of, like, you know they're gonna do what they do and however best they do it, and of course all these kids are fucking listening to music in the skate park.
0: Yeah, totally. Which I love yeah. that they
1: just like are on the Olympic competition floor yeah. and they have just got their little
0: AirPods in and they're jamming. And they're, and they're all like... clearly having such an incredible time, like <laughs> it's so cute. And then they're all on like fucking summer break and they're gonna go back to school with like a gold Olympic medal. Just like what did you Insane. do this summer, they're like, do not make me write a book report about it. Basically, yeah. like yeah. I. You saw me on TV. You know what I did this summer. So I
1: really and I just like love the Japanese kid who won in the on, in the male skateboarding. He was like up against like the everyone else was just kind of notably taller and older than yes. him, and he won gold. And he was just like, oh. he's like what you what you imagine in a YA novel. <laughs> like you're rooting for the kids, you he's know, like, oh, to like yeah. topple the regime. hundred percent. And he was just having so much fun. And it was also fun to learn about it because what's so cool about Olympic sports is like they kind of let you in. Behind the door on, like, what's difficult or what's, yes. like, impressive about all this stuff. Yeah,
0: and having really smart judges talk you through, yes. like, why it's so difficult what you're watching, even though it looks flawless right. and easy and totally accessible, is it's nice. Because, as we've said, there are no just, like, average Joe Schmoes in the Olympics right. for us to judge against. And so it's nice to have someone walk you through why it's so impressive.
1: Because there were some tricks that I was like, I don't understand why that was harder than the last one because the last one had more flips. And Tony Hawk is like, well, because you're moving your momentum uh, going the opposite direction and that's much harder. And I'm like, thank you, Tony Hawk.
0: Glad to have him back.
1: Oh, thank Christ. What a little gem. All right. Well, that was... All right. That's a good update to the
0: sports. I feel good about that. We love it. We're here for it. Continue watching and feel free to interact with us on uh, Instagram if you want to. We're at What a Relief Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Plug us. Uh, And we will chat you back for sure.
1: Um, Every post on our Insta is tied to an episode. So if you're... If we're talking about something that's visual and you don't know what's going on...
0: We are trying to put it there.
1: on that Instagram. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, You know what won't be visual... What this judging segment?
1: Yeah, give it to me, girl. As you know what it is? Tell me more.
0: Campaign slogans. <laughs> <laughs> I love Specifically this. Specifically presidential. campaign Well, you tell slogans. me why you picked this 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 category? Uh, to kind of help flush the brain of certain campaign slogans that have been haunting all of us. Mm. Uh, but also because we've talked about like how interesting it would have been to have had very specific uh, art forms that maybe at first glance you're like that's not an art form. I beg to differ. I think anybody in marketing, and especially anything to do with politics and marketing, begs to differ. I think there's a lot of thought that goes into a good campaign slogan. I'll say,
1: you know what I'll say? Everything's art if you're
0: flamboyant enough. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's my pitch. I'm all, uh, audience, I'm covered in 16 feather boas. Did you ever have to lead with that way earlier? No, it's um, honestly
1: a really good surprise.
0: Surprise. <laughs> it's a good drop. Um. Okay. Great. So what's going to happen is I will be upfront and very honest. All three of these are true campaign slogans because honestly, that's more fun than anything I could come up with. Okay. <laughs> so these are real campaign slogans used by, um, at this point, men who are running for the presidential office in the U.S. in the United States of America. Am I going to rate rate them and then you're going to tell me who they are? Yes, I will say one of these belongs to someone that did not win no, their reelection. Saying. So if you put that person's campaign slogan as gold or silver, you automatically lose. I like that. But otherwise, it's all fun. I know. <laughs> hey, there's
1: a way to fuck up. But have fun along the yeah, way. Exactly. I just am excited okay, for, Charles?
0: Your, for your journey. <laughs> um. Okay, great. Campaign slogan number one hmm. Ma, Ma, where's my pa? Initial thoughts?
1: (laughs) And you're sure you didn't make any of these up?
0: I am 100% sure I am linked out to an article that has all of these puppies living. This has got the same energy as
1: Henry Fry and his his magical singing song. 100%. (laughs) Mom, mom, where's my paw? I have to imagine that the name of the candidate rhymes with paw. Okay. Is my guess. Because why the fuck else would you say that? And that candidate would be... No, wait, no, I got it now. Um, it's actually, his, the, the candidate's last name is Wolf. And it's from our esteemed president, um, Peter Wolf. And they're like, Ma, Ma, where's our paw?
0: Because, like, little wolf paw. Is that a no? Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> option number two don't swap horses in the middle of the stream. Don't. This is a campaign slogan.
1: Swap horses in the middle of
0: Imagine this bumper sticker on your Honda I Civic. I love it. Because what it tells me
1: is it's saying, like, it's like a re-election bumper sticker, right? Like, you're not going to be on this presidential horse. And then uh after just four years, swap horses midstream, dude. Sure. Uh It does have big, like... Don't swap horses midstream also makes me feel like one of your horses is pissing. <laughs> and you're like... Gotta hop to the next. Ugh, sorry. Don't You'll I get can't pee on you can't slow down. <laughs> I'm the Pony Express. Yeah. That one feels real because I know that um, there hasn't been a lot of presidents that haven't been reelected. Mm-hmm. So if that was the loser, it would be like a small um, pot
0: to to pull from. Okay, I like that. Good deductive reasoning. Thank you. Third option campaign slogan: Tippy Canoe and Tyler Two.
1: My God! Why are these all so (laughs) fantastical? (laughs) I mean, I said anything's art if it's flamboyant, but these—can
0: I can I be honest? A little too gay. You set it up, and I said, "Let's knock this puppy out of the park." Tip Tipicatu and Tippy Canoe, Tippy Canoe, and Tyler Two.
1: Well, it doesn't sound good to write a slogan about tipping a canoe over. Jesus. I will say Tippy Canoe is one word. T i
0: p p e c a n o e. What does it mean? That's, that's I'm for not them here to, to teach you history. I'm here to teach you about political marketing strategy.
1: <laughs> all right, all
0: right, all right. All right, okay, so we have... Ma, ma, where's my pa? <laughs> Followed by, don't swap horses in the middle of the stream. Okay. And third, last but not least, Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too.
1: Now, a present going by Tyler seems a little folky, it's
0: very approachable. It's, it's very like, much, I'm just like yes. you. Yes.
1: But what I mean by that is, like, I feel like in olden days, they wanted men with, like, a little bit of distinguished names. Like, like you want to get a of a beer with them, but, like, Abraham Lincoln is very formal. Whereas, like, now modernly, Joe, not Joseph, Correct. Joe Biden sure. has that, like, yeah, folky charm. Sure. Uh, so, since it's old, I feel like maybe that he would have lost? All right, I'm going to... Oh, God, this is so hard. Mm -hmm. They're all so bad. This is my problem. It's not that they're all good. They're all bad. I don't (laughs) want any of them to have won. In the eye of the beholder, okay? (sighs) Or the ear. Okay, I'm going to vote. Do you want to start with silver? Bronze? Gold? So, bronze is going to uh, Tibby Canoe and Tyler, too. Okay. I think it's catchy, and it's got alliteration, which is good for a slogan. Yeah. However... He doesn't tell me anything about the platform. Okay. Um, I and I, I I assume that most other people listening to this, as well as me, doesn't know what tip of canoe is. So if it's a slogan that's confusing, yeah, not good.
0: Of the time though, might I suggest
1: that they knew what tip of canoe was. Yeah. Well, fuck them. <laughs>
0: It didn't really age well, did it? <laughs> did okay. it. So that's, you're giving bronze to option number three, Tippy yeah. Canoe and Tyler too. Okay, silver and gold.
1: Uh, this is hard because I think that the horse midstream one is very like practical and it tells me about the campaign, which right. it, to me is like a good slogan. Right. But Mama, where's my paw? Ma, ma, where's my paw? Question mark. Yeah, that one is so fun that I want to say it to myself like alone, which okay. is like... That's like a good slogan, right? Like it's stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a good song. it's got a good Mama, hook. Mama, where's my paw? Yeah. Um, once again, it doesn't tell me anything. Oh, nothing about the nothing at all. All right, I'm getting I'm giving number one to Mama, where's my paw? And okay. number two to Changing the Horses midstream.
0: Option number one, Mama, where's my paw? Is gold. Don't swap horses in the middle of the stream is silver. At number two, Tipi Canoe and Tyler two bronze. Yes. All right, let's reveal. I know. So, your gold was given to Mama, where's my pa? This was the campaign slogan of James G. Blaine in 1884. Uh Uh-oh, I don't recognize his name. Blaine was referring to the child that his opponent, Grover Cleveland, had supposedly fathered out of wedlock.
1: Whoa! He
0: lost to Grover Cleveland. That's a dirty campaign slogan. What you will like is the retribution. He lost to Grover Cleveland... Then Grover Cleveland's backers added the line gone to the white house ha 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 so it's now ma ma where's my pa gone to the white house ha 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 oh my god talk about folky oh my god so i did the ex- i did lose cuz i did give
1: gold to the one that lost unfortunately yes um if i had known that it was like a mean one i probably you know like obviously those rarely work but can i just say i love that he was all or nothing Oh, they on went
0: after his personal life. They were like, that. let's get dirty. Let's right. get
1: kids involved, which is usually a no-no. That makes me feel like he, what, he didn't feel like he was going to win, or like oh, he yeah. wasn't doing well. So he's like, let's really double down on this wedlock child he situation. Sure, he <laughs> sure
0: didn't win, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, okay, so you gave the silver medal to good old Abe Lincoln. Oh, yay! This was his re-election uh, campaign slogan in 1864. His slogan for his first presidential run in 1860 was, vote yourself a farm. <laughs> practical man a very practical oh soul.
1: that's so cute um, speaking
0: of folksy i know get yourself a farm he stayed on brand through and through to the end
1: i like so when i thought of why change is midstream um I was thinking like stream was going to be something like like the country was going through something. Uh, I'll say it. It's pretty undermining considering the country was going through the literal civil war. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely. <laughs> like the, like that's not a stream. That's a that's a hurt. Right. Don't change horses in
0: the middle of the sea. <laughs> yes, absolutely. yes, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Yeah, that might have been a little bit more on on brand. <laughs> Clearly, he was like, no, no, it's no way that's that bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad, dude. Uh, okay, and then you gave bronze to William Henry Harrison. For his 1840 campaign, Um, William Henry Harrison was the hero of the Battle of Tippecanoe, and John Tyler was his vice president.
1: Well, that's fun. (laughs) So people at the time did know what it was. It was a
0: war hero running for president, and so they appealed to the fact that that was Did you know that that was a battle? I've actually heard of the Battle of Tippecanoe. I don't actually know a lot about what went down or why. Um, I just kn- had a grandfather that was big into that oh, from his on. own years in the service. So I kind of feel like an idiot, but also not because I'm
1: never going to be the grandpa of the. 1840.
0: Who reads- yeah. And he was a hero before that. So, Jesus. like, yeah, it's just slightly outside the realm it of what It kind of we're sounds like someone's
1: mispronouncing Timbuktu.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I shipped them all the way to a canoe. No, yeah, no, no, no. You want to take a second pass? <laughs> that's exactly what Monaco? it sounds like. Monaco, but that's a good slogan. Oh man,
1: see, it's interesting. You know, when you dive into these specifics, everything changes. It's quite specific,
0: but and, but very interesting. Because now we've got stuff like hope. That, well, I was Which just so much more like big say picture.
1: Obama's was hope and change. Like the when change you, we need. Mm-hmm. When you think of a slogan, that's.
0: That's as short as it gets. One word? Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, except for me, ma. There are a lot of little catty uh, campaign slogans to pull from. So oh, that's so kind funny. of the world. The world's your oyster. Oh,
1: thank you, Elizabeth. You're welcome. Would thank you,
0: like. you. It's nice to lose for once. Whatever. <laughs> I don't buy it, but whatever. Okay. Well, wow. We have sure done it. Again, Yeah,
1: and I can't wait to come back next week and talk about more of the Olympics that are going on right now. Actively
0: happening Olympics around us every moment. Truly, there is something going on. The Olympics of
1: life. You know what I could yes. do a whole segment on? How much I hate the commercials. <sighs>
0: Tune in next time to hear Bernadette say,
1: I hate the <laughs> commercials so much. Oh, we got people coming back. Eye. People
0: are going to come back. They're that. all
1: the same. They never tell you what they're for what day for? <laughs> they never tell you what day four I want to know why is that good advertising it's not it's not oh alright maybe I'll make you rate Olympics commercials next time
0: wow wait I love as that. long as you put in the rocks like opening like Team USA uh, little weird video thing 100% from, from the opening ceremony and obviously okay.
1: the number one is always going to go to Taco Bell's uh, literal entire anime show that they created for a commercial
0: there's so much Come back. So next much time. back. Okay. <laughs> As we always say,
1: put your Olympics in me.
0: And I'll put my art
1: in you. And that baby, that's, that's consensual full circle team teamship. <laughs> welcome. Welcome gu- and goodbye. Welcome and goodbye. <laughs>